Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Global Storytime Podcast, where every two weeks I bring you a folktale from a different country or culture so that we can all get to know that place better. I'm your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. This week, we're going to Finland. Finland is a country in Northern Europe, and it is a Nordic country, but not a Scandinavian one, to my surprise. I explain the difference between the two in this episode's buddy episode, Let's Learn About Finland. So give it a listen if you want to know more. In this story, we'll meet a sweet and thoughtful young man named Domiko, who is instructed by his father to find a nice young lady to marry. But this quest doesn't go exactly as planned. One little tidbit of info, some context that I want to share before the story is about linen fabric, which one character will be tasked to weave. Linen fabric, if you're unfamiliar, is made from the flax plant and is known for being very strong, dries quickly, and is a great fabric choice for clothes if you live in a very hot area. The Egyptians even used it to wrap their mummies. Okay, let's get into the story. Find a comfortable spot, grab a cup of tea or a stuffy or a blanket, and get ready for our trip. Are you ready? Let's go! The Princess Mouse Once there was a farmer with two sons. One morning he said to them, Boys, you're old enough now to marry, but in our family, we have our own way to choose a bride. The younger son listened respectfully, but the older one said, You've told us, father, we must each cut down a tree and see where it points. That's right, said the farmer. Then walk that way till you find a sweetheart. That's how we've done it, and that's how we always will. Now, the older son already knew who he wanted to marry. He also knew how to cut down a tree so it fell where he wanted. So his tree fell and pointed to the farm where his sweetheart lived. The younger son, whose name was Miko, didn't have a sweetheart, but he thought he'd try his luck in the town. Well, maybe he got the tree wrong, or maybe it had thoughts of its own, but it fell pointing towards the forest. <laughs> Good job, Miko, his brother mocked. What sweetheart will you find there, a wolf or a fox? Never mind, said Miko. I'll find who I find. The two young men went their ways. Miko walked through the forest for hours without seeing a soul. But at last he came to a cottage deep in the woods. I knew I'd find a sweetheart, said Miko. But when he went inside, he saw no one. All this way for nothing, he said sadly. Maybe not, came a tiny voice. Miko looked around, but the only living thing in sight was a little mouse on the table. Standing on its hind legs, it gazed at him with large, bright eyes. Did you say something? He asked it. Of course I did. Now, why don't you tell me your name and what you came for? Miko had never talked with a mouse, but he felt it only polite to reply. My name is Miko and I've come looking for a sweetheart. The mouse squealed in delight. Why, Miko, I'll gladly be your sweetheart. But you're only a mouse, said Miko. That may be true, she said, but I can still love you faithfully. Besides, even a mouse can be special. Come, feel my fur. With one finger, 
Miko stroked the mouse's back. Why? It feels like velvet, just like the gown of a princess. That's right, Miko. And as he pet her, she sang to him prettily. Miko's sweetheart, will I be? What a fine young man is he. Gown of velvet I do wear, like a princess fine and rare. Miko looked into those large, bright eyes and thought, she really was quite nice for a mouse. And since he'd found no one else anyway, he said, All right, little mouse, you can be my sweetheart. Oh, Miko, she said happily. I promise you won't be sorry. Miko wasn't so sure, but he just stroked her fur and smiled. When Miko got home, his brother was already there boasting to their father. My sweetheart has rosy red cheeks and long golden hair. Sounds very nice, said the farmer. And what about yours, Miko? Yes, Miko, said his brother laughing. Did you find a sweetheart with a nice fur coat? Now, Miko didn't want to admit that his sweetheart was a mouse. So he said, mine wears a velvet gown like a princess. His brother stopped laughing. Well, said the farmer. It sounds like Miko's tree pointed a good way, too. But now I must test both your sweethearts. Tomorrow you'll ask them to weave you some cloth. Then you'll bring it home to me. That's how we've done it, and that's how we always will. They started out early next morning. When Miko reached the cottage in the woods, there was the little mouse on the table. She jumped up and down and clapped her tiny paws. Oh, Miko, I'm so glad you're here. Is this the day of our wedding? Miko gently stroked her fur. Not yet, little mouse, he said glumly. Why, Miko, you look so sad. What's wrong? My father wants you to weave some cloth, but how can you do that? You're only a mouse. That may be true, she said. But I'm also your sweetheart, and surely Miko's sweetheart can weave. But you must be tired from your walk. Why don't you rest while I work? All right, said Miko yawning. He lay down on a bed in the corner, and the little mouse sang him a pretty lullaby. Miko's sweetheart will I be? What a fine young man is he! Cloth of linen I will weave! I'll be done when he must leave! When the little mouse was sure that Miko was asleep, she picked up a sleigh bell on a cord and rang it. Out of mouse holes all over the room poured hundreds of mice. They all stood before the table, gazing up at her. Hurry, she said. Each of you, fetch a strand of the finest flax. The mice rushed from the cottage. Then one, two, three, and back they were, each with a strand of flax. First they spun it into yarn on the spinning wheel. Some worked the pedal, some fed the flax, some rode around with the wheel. Then they strung the yarn on the loom and wove it into cloth. Some worked the pedals, some rocked the beater, and some sailed the little shuttle back and forth. At last they cut the cloth from the loom and tucked it in a nutshell. Now off with you, said the little mouse. And they all scampered back to their little mouse holes. Then she called, Miko, wake up! It's time to go home! And here's something for your father! Miko sleepily took the nutshell. He didn't know why his father would want such a thing, but he said, Thank you, little mouse. When he got home, his brother was proudly presenting the cloth from his sweetheart. The farmer looked it over and said, Strong 
and fairly even, good enough for simple folks like us. And where's yours, Miko? Miko blushed and handed him the nutshell. Look at that, said his brother. Miko asked for cloth and his sweetheart gave him a nut. But the farmer opened the nutshell and peered inside. Then he pinched at something and started to pull. Out came linen, fine beyond belief. It kept coming, too, yard after yard after yard. Miko's brother's mouth fell open, and he gasped. Miko did, too. There can be no finer weaver than Miko's sweetheart, declared the farmer. But both of your sweethearts will do just fine. Tomorrow, you'll bring them home for the wedding. That's how we've done it, and that's how we always will. When Miko arrived at the cottage the next morning, the little mouse again jumped up and down. Oh, Miko, is this the day of our wedding? And is little mouse. But he sounded more glum than ever. Why, Miko, what's wrong? How can I bring home a mouse to marry? My brother and my father and all my friends and neighbors will laugh and think I'm a fool. They might think so indeed, she said softly. But, Miko, what do you think? Miko looked at the little mouse gazing at him so seriously with her large, bright eyes. He thought about how much she loved him and cared for him. I think you're as sweet as any sweetheart could be. So let him laugh and think what they like. Today you'll be my bride. Oh, Miko, you've made me the happiest mouse in the world. She rang her sleigh bell and to Miko's astonishment, a little carriage raced into the room. It was made from a nutshell and pulled by four black rats. A mouse coachman sat in front and a mouse footman behind. Miko, said the little mouse. Miko lifted her from the table and set her in the carriage. The rats took off and the carriage sped from the cottage so that Miko had to rush to catch up. While he hurried along behind her, the little mouse sang a pretty song. Miko's sweetheart will I be? What a fine young man is he! In a carriage I will ride when I go to be his bride! At last they reached the farm and then the spot for the wedding on the bank of a lovely swift flowing stream. The guests were already there enjoying themselves. But as Miko came up, they all grew silent and stared at the little carriage. Miko's brother stood with his bride, astonished in disbelief. Miko and the little mouse went up to him. That is the stupidest thing I ever saw, said his brother. And with one quick huh. kick, he sent the carriage, the rats, the mice, all into the stream. Before Miko could do a thing, the current carried them away. What have you done? cried Miko. You've killed my sweetheart. Are you crazy? said his brother. That was only a mouse. She may have been a mouse, said Miko tearfully, but she was also my sweetheart, and I really did love her. He was about to swing at his brother when his father called. Miko, look! All the guests were staring downstream and pointing and crying out in wonder. Miko turned, and to his amazement, he saw four black horses pulling a carriage out of the stream. A coachman sat in front, a footman behind, and inside was a soaked but lovely princess in a gown of pearly velvet. The carriage rode up along the bank and stopped right before him. Miko, said the princess, aren't you going to help me down? Miko stared blankly a moment, and then his eyes flew wide. Are you the little mouse? I surely was, said the princess laughing, but no longer. 
a witch enchanted me, and the spell could be broken only by one brother who wanted to marry me and another who wanted to kill me. But, sweetheart, I need a change of clothes. I can't be wet for our wedding. And a grand wedding it was, with Miko's bride, the wonder of all. The farmer could hardly stop looking at her. Of course, Miko's brother was a bit jealous, but his own bride was really quite nice, so he couldn't feel too bad. The next day, the princess brought Miko back to her cottage, but it was a cottage no longer. It was a castle with hundreds of servants, and they made their home happily. And if Miko and the princess had any sons, you know just how they will choose their brides. The end. Welcome back! I hope you enjoyed The Princess Mouse. I loved Miko's open heart and his ability to recognize true love and devotion, even if it was coming from a mouse. And I loved his confidence in sharing that love with others. And of course, in true fairy tale fashion, his pure heart was rewarded with a marriage to a princess. If you want to learn more about Finland, make sure you listen to this week's buddy episode that I mentioned earlier. It's episode 10B, Let's Learn About Finland, and I share the history, languages, national food, and more. Of course, if you want even more content about Finland, follow the pod on Facebook or Instagram at Global Storytime Podcast. You can always email me at globalstorytimepodcast at gmail.com. And please, if you haven't already, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show. So far, we have listeners in 16 states including states where I don't even know anyone who lives there. So that's very exciting to me. And also in 13 countries around the world. And I want to give a special shout out to my listeners in Ghana. I'm so happy you're listening. And I hope I get to visit Ghana again someday. I hope you'll join me for our next trip in two weeks when we go to China. I've been your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. Until next time, bye! Bye!